Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Dop Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski with you studying Tractate Yoma, page 78, and it's time to talk about shoes. As I'm sure most of you know, one of the prohibitions on Yom Kippur is ni'ilat hasandal, or wearing shoes. Now you'll hear people say all the time that you're not supposed to wear leather, and people often will ask me something like, you know, is it okay to wear a leather belt? Yeah, it's not It's not the use of leather in general. It's shoes. Back in ancient times, it was definitely associated with uh, humility and penitence to walk around barefoot like a beggar. And so on Yom Kippur, uh, we wear no shoes, specifically no leather shoes. On the very last words of the A side of the page, Mahu Latzeit Besandal, now onto the B side, Shel Sha'am. Is it permissible to go out wearing uh, sandals of some sort of plant material? Perhaps it's a kind of cork, perhaps it's a kind of bark, it's not exactly clear. Uh, is it permissible to, in other words, go wearing non-leather shoes? Amad Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachmani al-Raglav ve'amar. Rabbi Yitzchak stands up on his feet and says, Ani ra'iti at Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi shayatsa b'sandal shel sha'am bayoma kipurim. I saw Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi did. He in fact did go out, go out on uh, Yom Kippur with with non-leather shoes. And our page will go on and relate several of the several of the sages who who did the same. Rabbi Eliezer demina Ninve. He also would go out with this uh, with this sandal shel sha'am. We see that Rav Yehuda and Abaye and Rava would have various kinds of plant-based shoes. And uh, uh, Rava Bar Rav Huna, Karich Sudra Akira'e V'Nafik. This fellow, Rava Bar Rav Huna, would wrap a cloth around his feet and go out. Obviously, this relates to our common practice nowadays of wearing non-leather shoes, wearing People often wear sneakers or some sort of sandal uh, on on Yom Kippur. It might seem a little bit funny since clearly the point is is to be an affliction. And I, uh, you know, I sometimes think it's funny that people people uh, wear actually they're more comfortable shoes on Yom Kippur than they do the rest of the time. Uh, Rambam in his law code writes that the reason of Rabbi Bar Rav Huna's practice of you can wrap a cloth around your feet. Rambam writes, Maimonides writes, that it's okay because you can still feel the hard ground, you can still feel the rocks or, or whatever, you, you still feel somewhat barefoot in essentially just a pair of socks. Uh, that's how I will interpret, wrap a cloth around your feet, a pair of socks. My own practice on Yom Kippur is exactly that. I will uh, wear, you know, some sort of sandal uh, in traveling between my house and the synagogue or or wherever I have to go outside, but inside and in the synagogue I just wear socks on, on Yom Kippur.
in a pietistic classic of the 17th century called the Shneiluchot Habrit by Rabbi Yeshaya Halevi Horowitz. He records a, a little teaching that I love. I find it very charming. Um, he says, if you have to travel outside in a place where you need to cover your feet in something more than just socks, you, 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 or more than just barefoot, you can put on your regular non-leather shoes, but you really shouldn't. And to indicate that these these sandal shal sha'am is really not desirable, you should put the shoes on the wrong feet. I think that's a very interesting small spiritual teaching, which actually has something to say about the day of repentance, that you have, in fact, been kind of been walking in the wrong shoes. You've been walking the wrong paths. So I do like that a lot. Our very last line on the page records some intervening material comes, which I'll, which I'll cover in a second, but the last line on the page, the sage Shmuel notes that if you are in an area where there is akrav, scorpions, then anybody can always wear shoes because it's a principle of Judaism, which I mentioned yesterday, sakanta chamira me'isura, exposing yourself to danger is even worse than a ritual prohibition. Wearing sandals on Yom Kippur, ritual prohibition. But if there's snakes, if there's scorpions, if there's something dangerous, you have to walk through broken glass. Better you should. Better you should wear. Uh, better you should wear the shoes. Certainly, better you should wear the non-leather shoes. Our page does say that parents should prevent their children from wearing shoes, even though pre-bar mitzvah age children are not required to engage in any of the inuyim. They're not. They're not required to refrain from washing, or uh, or anointing, or anything like that. Uh, they're little children, so presumably they refrain from, from sexual relations anyway. But shoes are the only ones that parents should try to impose on their minor children. Now, towards the bottom of the page, uh, I want to just read for you a little bit a, a uh, passage about five, six, seven, eight lines up from the bottom about people who have special ex exemptions from some of the Inuyim or afflictions of Yom Kippur. This is a Baraita, a Mishnaic era teaching that's not in the Mishnah. It says, Hamelech vehakala lo yirchitsu et penehem. Rabbi Hanina ben Teradion Omer, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Hamelech vehakala yirchitsu et penehem. The king and the bride should, like all other people, not wash their faces on Yom Kippur. But Rabbi Hanina ben Teradion comes along and reports in the name of Eliezer that. Kings and brides, in fact, should be permitted a more lenient rule than other people, and they should be able to wash their faces on Yom Kippur. Hachaya, the recently given birth mother, Lotin Ol et Hasandal, says the says the uh, the anonymous editorial voice of the Mishnah, even a newly given mother, newly given birth mother, should not wear shoes. Rabbi Hanani ben Teradion, Omer Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, same same fellow in the same chain of tradition, says. Hachayatin olet hasandal, that a newly given mother is exempt from the prohibition of shoes. She can go ahead and wear shoes. Maitama, what's the reason for these leniences in the in the view of Rabbi Hanina ben Trajan in the name of Rabbi Eliezer? Melech mishum diktiv melech biyofyo techezenei necha. You should see the king in his beauty. That's a that's a verse from the book of Isaiah. And so the king's supposed to be beautiful, uh, inspiring something in the people, and so he should be permitted to look his best. Kala Maitama, what's the reason that the bride has the exemption? Kidei Shalot Tit Gana Al Ba'ala, 
so that she will remain, this new bride, so she will remain attractive and uh, beloved in the eyes of her new husband. Amar le Rav, uh, Rav le Rabbi Chia. Rav says to his teacher and uncle, Rabbi Chia, Kala ad Kama, how long does she remain, quote, a new bride? Amar le Kidatanya, Ein monin tachshitin min hakala kol tzloshim yom. That, that a bride need not scant stint on her jewelry uh, full 30 days. And why should the Hayab, according to these folks, be able to wear shoes? The nursing mother, the newly given mother, Mishum Tsina. Too cold. Too cold. She's, I guess, vulnerable in illness. All right. Thanks for learning today's page with me, uh, all about your feet. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.